Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Writer Than You chugs along on a Wednesday morning without our leader, Bill Ryder, off all this week. Andrew Bogish in for him again today and tomorrow as well. My very good friend, Tom DeCelestino, is alongside. He brings you buy or sell later here in this second hour. Live as always on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app and Sirius XM channel 158. Phone lines open for you at 855-212-4227. Find us on Twitter at Andrew Bogish at CBS. As we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket Chem. Thanks again to Alana Rizzo from MLB, MLB Network for joining us um, this morning. In good luck, it it doesn't seem the right way to describe it, but we had reached out to Alana, who's a friend of the show, to come on this morning to help us go through everything that happened in the trade deadline yesterday. And then losing Vin Scully last night overnight, Alana became even more important to talk to. So just super glad she could fit us into a very busy schedule this morning. Uh, and had some interesting things to say about the trade deadline, which we'll get to here in just a second, and much, much more throughout this final hour on the great life and career of the one and only Vin Scully. I saw this brought up yesterday by one of our CBSSports.com colleagues, and it's very true. Baseball's got a lot of problems. There's no doubt about that. Now, I think people focus on those problems too much and sometimes can ignore the good stuff. Baseball also is failing at pointing out the good stuff sometimes, oftentimes. Nobody's got a better trade deadline than baseball. NFL didn't have one, basically. I mean, they had a day. But an NFL in-season trade of significance was as rare as D-Cell not being mean to me in a 24-hour window. Just didn't happen. Now we get trades in-season in the NFL. But it's not baseball. NHL's got some heat on deadline day, but it's hockey, so most of you just shrug your shoulders and go, who's that? And we move on. NBA's got a somewhat good angle here, I guess, because there's always trades. I mean, we're still waiting on a Kevin Durant trade. And apparently Kevin Durant is meeting at some point this week with Joe Sy, 
And then last night at a New York Liberty game, the Psy family owns the Liberty as well. They also play in Barclays Center. And somebody from the Durant camp hugged and talked to Mrs. Psy at the Liberty game last night. So we've got this, what's going to happen with Kevin Durant? The NBA's always got trade intrigue, but a lot of times it makes you angry because it's a player like Durant asking out, demanding out, sitting out until he gets traded. I can't believe James Harden went from Houston to Brooklyn to Philly. And the actual NBA trade deadline, there are moves, but there's nothing like baseball. In the previous two days for baseball, There's the obvious one. I mean, Juan Soto being traded at 23 with a batting title, MVP runner-up, 19 different ways to tell you that he shouldn't be this good at 23. He is a future Hall of Famer. If you're relieved or happy your team didn't destroy its farm system to get Juan Soto yesterday, I think you're wrong. You should be angry. If you're a Cardinal, if you're a Dodger, anybody, anybody, but in particular teams that were connected to these conversations, if your GM didn't get it done, I think you can be in a bad mood today because there isn't a world that I could foresee. And we've got the multiverse. What's this nerdy thing called that Bill always references? That there's like, there's 19 different versions of the world going at the same time. And this is our current version or this is when we're, I don't know. But however many multiverses there are, all of them involve Juan Soto being a legendary player and basically you should have done anything you could have done to get him. So that's the headliner. But if you even take that off the table, you had the Brewers trading Josh Hader to the Padres, two first-place teams hooking up for a trade of an all-star closer. So the Brewers choosing some future financial safety and savings to make them slightly worse at a very important position heading towards maybe even having to play the Padres in the postseason. The Yankees got Frankie Montas. The Mariners got Luis Castillo. The Cubs and Red Sox, as Alana Rizzo mentioned, didn't trade Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, and J.D. Martinez for some reason. Trey Mancini to Houston, Christian Vasquez to Houston, the Phillies going all-in-ish, getting Noah Syndergaard, David Robertson, and Brandon Marsh yesterday. They get a starter, they get a good reliever, and they get finally someone to play center field for them every day. Every day. You've got the angst of Met fans around me because the Mets couldn't do more than Vogelback, Ruff, and Givens in the last couple of days. But the bottom line is, nothing delivers consistently like baseball's trade deadline. It's just great. I'm probably going to miss the waiver moves that normally then would happen through August. Those don't exist anymore. We're done with trades now. The only way guys can change teams is if they are released by one and signed by another. And that's one of the annoying kind of underbellies of the NBA trade deadline. Guys don't get moved. Then they get bought out. Then they go wherever they want to. But the baseball trade deadline is fantastic. I don't remember it disappointing. There's always mayhem in the last 36, 48 hours, and there's always legitimate pieces moving. And then this year, we've got a trade that we're going to talk about maybe for the history of the game. Because however long there's baseball, however long there's a planet for baseball to be played on, this trade is always going to be referenced as 
a marker post, I mean, obviously just by itself, how Soto's career goes, if he's a Padre for forever alongside Tatis Jr., what all of these guys end up doing in Washington. Somehow do the Nationals benefit from this? Is this like a Herschel Walker trade where the team that gave up the star actually wins the deal long-term like the Cowboys did? There's that. And then this just sits as a reference point for every future mega trade. It'll be hard to copy these exact situations, but there's going to be really good players at younger ages available for trades as we move forward based on the way baseball's economic system goes and and the rules for arbitration and free agency and whatnot. And there's this, those deals will always be compared to this one. The only people that should not be happy right now are the people losing Juan Soto from their roster. Nats fans, Nats players yesterday sucked. This trade deadline didn't deliver for them in the normal good ways. And maybe, just maybe, the combination of Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams and Hassel and Woods and all these, maybe the Nats find enough talent in there and enough production that they miss Juan Soto less than they should. But it should have never gotten to this. Shame on Mike Rizzo. Shame on ownership. Shame on anyone that had a hand in making this have to happen yesterday. Juan Soto's 23 years old. And I've gone through the resume a moment ago and multiple times since yesterday. This is a guy that should have been a national for forever. And I can't think to look at it as a father with an eight-year-old son who couldn't love baseball anymore right now. And if I was a national fan, he'd have Juan Soto gear on his body, on his walls. We'd have posters, bobbleheads, jerseys. Because how could you not? How could you not try to teach the next generation to love the game by watching one of the best ever to do it? And the assumption being, I got this guy for the foreseeable future. He's certainly getting his next big, his first big contract from me. I don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe eight years from now, things are changed, and I got to, and we got to move him. But you're sitting here in a World Series title in your back pocket and baby Juan Soto just getting better and better and better. You're feeling good. And now everybody's gone. Victor Robles, who's a name that maybe some of you don't even never heard before, he's the only regular offensive player left on that roster, I believe, from their World Series title, which was a couple of years ago. Two, not even five. And Juan Soto's not a national anymore. And it just, it can't possibly have happened like this. You need to do whatever was possible to make him happy, to give him what, is, what he wanted, to make sure he was always on your team. Or at the very least, you got his signature on his first significant contract. But what do the Nats do? They give him a deal that maybe was geared to make him look bad and give them an out because they just didn't want him anymore, which is really hard to understand. Because if you can't pay Juan Soto, even if the price tag is $500 million for, say, 10 or 12 years, if you can't afford that, you shouldn't have the team to begin with. 
So if they were just afraid of that kind of expense, shame on them for that. And they throw a deal at him that's 15 years and $440 million. And without context, 440 blows your mind. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Nobody deserves that. He deserves more. But 15 for 440, when you break it down, 29 mil a year, insult. An insulting offer to Juan Soto. I believe that would have left him out of the top 15 annual average salaries. 10 years, 440, now we're talking. 15, no thanks. And it's kind of hard to think that they're that dumb, that they thought that was a good offer, that that was an offer that they might actually accept, which is why it, it makes more and more sense that the Nats knew he wouldn't accept it, hoping people would go, how can you say no to 440 and be on their side? And it completely blew up in their face. Or maybe this is what they wanted in that he said no, and now, oh, well, he doesn't want to sign here. We got to trade him. Trying to make him look like the bad guy. But in between, don't forget, every other team basically flew their guy to the All-Star game on private jet. Nats, here's your coach ticket. Enjoy your regular cross-country flight from D.C. to L.A. Got in overnight. Got a little sleep. Got to business being an All-Star. And this ain't a guy who's 37 years old, hanging on, finally making an all-star game, a relative nobody, where one you know flash in the pan guy having a randomly good year gets in the all-star game. Maybe you don't take the best care of him. This is Juan Soto. I mean, worst case scenario, you put Juan Soto on your back and you carry him across the country. You don't put him on a United flight out of Dulles and say, see you in seven hours in L.A., this can't, this shouldn't have happened. It can't happen. And I can't believe it happened so fast. Negotiations are one thing. And this is a tricky proposition for both sides. If you're Soto, how long do I want to sign for? What's the trade-off in getting certainty and being locked in for almost my entire career? Not knowing, though, the economics of the game and how fast my contract might look like I'm underpaid, might look bad, then I want more, but I can't get more. And the Nats going, you know, is any contract, is any player worth a 15-year commitment? So it's okay that there were negotiations. It's okay that they were not close on a deal now. It was okay that this was a storyline for the entire year. And it's complicated by the, the looming change in ownership. But even that makes me think any owner who's going to pay hundreds of maybe billions of dollars for the Nats is going to want to be paying that for Juan Soto. So to me, that puts pressure on you to get this done, not to basically kick him off your roster. And that's what happened. And I asked last Friday, Casey Stern, formerly of MLB Network Radio, TBS, has his own podcast now on the Believe Network. He was on with myself and Sean Morash on the DA show, and I asked him about Mike Rizzo's future pending a Soto trade, pending an ownership trade. And Casey correctly pointed out that while he's had some misses, Mike Rizzo's done a, a, a pretty decent job 
building a World Series winner, obviously, and now trying to reset the deck, the Scherzer and um, and Trey Turner trade seems underwhelming, but maybe their starting catcher and a useful starter came back in that deal. And maybe he did a good job getting what he did from San Diego for Juan Soto. But he had to trade Juan Soto. And I don't know how he can be forgiven for that. I don't know how the Nats can be forgiven for that. Everybody's got a price tag. Everybody's got a ceiling. I don't know what Juan Juan Soto's ceiling is, though. I don't know. I haven't gotten to a number yet that seems like too much for him. If I was in charge, and it was my money, and they said, how about 10 years, 500 mil, I'm done. We can talk about deferrals and whatever. If that's 50 mil a year, that sounds good to you, I got you. We're good. And I promise, private jets, to all the all-star games you're going to make wearing my jersey, my uniform. The fact that he's gone, and he's gone within three weeks of a breakdown in conversation, it just, it just sucks. It just sucks. And, you know, there were people who were angry yesterday about the kind of the talent divide and the economic divide in baseball. From the Padre perspective, there's nothing wrong here. This is exactly the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to spend some money on people. You're supposed to have a farm system and develop it so that you can either bring up guys who are good and young and cheap to balance out the the heavy spending you do in other positions and to trade some of those guys when Juan Soto's become available. There is no critique of the Padres here. The Padres didn't you know, take advantage or anything. This is the way it's supposed to be. The only critique here, the only negative is Washington, is the Nationals. It almost made me feel a little like, and there are different circumstances, it's not apples to apples, but when David Stern, who was like running the Pelicans, didn't let that Chris Paul trade happen, like I almost felt like somebody at baseball should be like, you can't do this, Washington. You, This can't happen like this. And obviously, that's to the detriment of the Padres, and we would have probably freaked out about that. It, it probably shouldn't have happened. But I just, it's such, it seems like such organizational malpractice that a relationship with a player who is so good and who is just 23 years old, the word in his prime kept being thrown around describing Juan Soto, trying to put in context how good he was. He's pre-prime. He's not in his prime yet. He's 23. I don't think he can be in his prime yet. If this is his prime, shame on him for not improving year to year to year. Pre-prime is a batting title, silver sluggers, MVP runner-up, World Series champ. He has 4 million walks and 2 strikeouts, and he's not even at his peak yet. He's pre-peak. And he may be years from pre-peak. You know, normally your prime is like 27 to 31. He's 23. And they somehow ruined that relationship in a hurry, in record time. And it just, I got you, Nats fans. There's nothing good about it. C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore may be great. You might buy their jerseys soon. They might be taking non-charter flights to all-star games soon. 
but Juan Soto should have been yours for at least the next decade. And now he's a Padre. And I'm sorry, but you know where to point fingers and who to be angry at. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Enough of me, more D-Cell, buy or sell, next on Rider Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I didn't even think of that one this morning. So many came to mind. The best moments that Vince Scully was on the mic for. And I didn't think of Joe Carter's World Series winning home run for the Blue Jays. And again, the cut seems short. But it's because Vin does what you're supposed to do in that situation. And it's counterintuitive. You're supposed to be quiet. Let us watch it. Let us hear it. Even Vin, who always picked the best word and the best descriptions. You can't top just the moment, so let the moment be. And that moment is Joe Carter, delirium in Toronto, jumping up and down, I think even missing first base. If I remember correctly, he goes back and touches first base, and then goes back into the jubilant trip around the bases. And Vin's barely talking because that's just how good he was. We're remembering Vin Scully all morning long. If you're just joining us, the legendary baseball Dodger broadcaster passing away overnight at the age of 94. 67 years calling Dodger baseball. And because he was so good, he was on World Series. And he was on NFL playoff games. The Masters. Nobody like him. And there never will be anybody like him again. 
Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That is what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone, and now get into the zone known as buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Let's start it off today by talking some NFL and where else? Let's go to Jerry's world. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones sat down for an interview with KXAS-TV in Dallas, and he was asked why Jimmy Johnson still isn't in the Cowboys' ring of honor. It's BS for anybody to be making anything. I've said I was going to put him in. Now, when I put him in, and the circumstances and what I do with that, uh, there's a lot more than Jimmy to think about here. And I've got a lot of other lives out here that have laid a lot on the line on the field that uh, need to be in that ring of honor as well. And so uh, how I do that, what I do it with, uh, 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 I get to make that decision. And it isn't at the end of the day all tailored around uh, whether uh, Jimmy's snibbling or not. I can't help but laugh. Wow. Listening to Jerry. Buy or sell that Jerry Jones will ever put Jimmy Johnson in the Cowboys ring of honor. You know what? I'm going to sell this to you, Sell. Sell. I'm going to go all in that Jerry now is slow playing this. To when, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks he's going to outlast Jimmy or he just can't be on the earth himself to see this happen. The long story somewhat short these two have obviously not been friends since Jerry fired Jimmy Johnson after a second Super Bowl win and for the longest time there was basically no acknowledgement that Jimmy Johnson won those two Super Bowls and set them up for the third that Barry Switzer won but then things started to cool a little bit over the last year or so when Jimmy was elected to the Hall of Fame Jerry started to play nice, got emotional a couple of times, was at Canton, was on the field in Dallas, gave Jimmy Johnson his Hall of Fame ring in a ceremony during a game, and said on TV on Fox with Troy Aikman and Jimmy Johnson right there said, you're going into the ring of honor. And Jimmy knew in the moment, Jimmy's reaction was, when? And everybody laughed. Or how long? He knew it was going to be a battle, but it looked like they had bridged the gap. It looked like they were going to a place where I hope one day D-Cell and I can be. But in a very much D-Cell way, Jerry Jones is now acting like this. I mean, it does not take a psychiatrist to listen to those words, that tone. He said Jimmy Johnson's sniveling. That's hate. That's not going away. And I don't know when Jimmy Johnson will actually get his name into the Cowboys ring of honor. All right, yesterday, Debo Samuel met the media for the first time since signing his new deal with the 49ers, and he was asked about the rumors that he solely wants to be a wide receiver and to not take any more snaps as a running back. Oh, that is false. Um, there was a lot of things that came out that I want to speak on, but at the end of the day, I wasn't allowed to. So, um, I mean, you can turn on the tape, uh, go back to the Cowboys game. It kind of shows what kind of player I am. Um, and also, I mean, you can go turn on the Pro Bowl tape and like what I said about being a wide back, I don't mind, you know what I'm saying, do whatever it takes for this team to win. Doesn't mind being a wide back. My question to you, Bogus, buy yourself that the 49ers need to use Debo Samuel exclusively as a wide receiver. Sell. 
sell. Use him anywhere and everywhere. I believe there are also clauses in this contract. He gets bonuses for some rushing markers and yards and touchdowns. Those wouldn't be in there, I'm thinking, if he was really hell-bent on just being a wide receiver. Now, protect him. Don't break him. Don't run him, don't run him into the ground. There are ways to be creative where he's basically doing a running play, but he's not standing next to Trey Lance or behind Trey Lance, taking a handoff and running through big fat dudes of the offensive line. But you have he's Debo Samuel because he's so versatile. They've got to use him in as many ways possible. I guess that's my biggest question about this. As you mentioned, he has those escalators in his contract, but this isn't going to last forever. He's not going to be this dual threat forever. Like, he could be a wide receiver longer than he could be this combo of a wide receiver and a running back. Right, but I think this contract is only for three years, right? So, I mean, maybe the next one then focuses less on running. But a lot of this argument to me... And, you know, there's only so much I know about football, but like listening to and being in some meetings with coaches and whatnot, like a lot of this is arguing about like verbiage, like short pass plays are like run plays. You stand here, you're this, you stand there, you're that, you're coming. Like the bottom line is he needs to have the football in his hands a lot in all different parts of the field, different formations coming from different angles for him and for them to be the most successful. If you want to argue that he's being a running back and not a wide receiver in a certain play, I think a lot of times we're just wasting our breath because it doesn't matter what you call him. It's just how they use him. And they do need to be smart with it, but they also need to be creative with it. All right. According to BetMGM, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, and Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup are the betting favorites to lead their respective positions in touchdowns this upcoming season. Buy or sell that any of these three players will lead their positions in touchdowns. I'll buy that, D-Cell. Buy. And I'm going to buy Jonathan Taylor specifically. I think there's too much volatility in quarterbacks throwing passes and wide receivers catching them. But there's limited damage to do for running backs, partially because so many teams use multiple guys. Jonathan Taylor's the dude in Indianapolis. So he may not match the numbers that were ridiculous that he put up last year, but I still think he's going to end up with more rushing touchdowns than anybody else in base and in baseball in the NFL. Would you say that Herbert and Cup would not lead there? Like, do you, you do not feel as think, good about those? Two? So your question was will any of them. So I bought specifically on Taylor because I have the highest confidence level in him doing it. I would. Like BetMGM, I think Herbert and Cup are the favorites to lead. But whatever confidence percentage you have, I have in them is less than in Taylor doing it. Like, I'd be shocked if Taylor didn't lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. It might not be crazy numbers like last year, but he's going to have more than everybody else. All right, let's get to some NBA here. Now, former number one overall pick of the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, has lofty goals for next season. Edwards told Complex, quote, I want to be an all-star starter. I want my averages to go up. I want to win a lot of games and go deep into the playoffs, end quote. Buy or sell that Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves will be able to accomplish all the things that he listed. It's a very technical sell. Sell. Again, there's a lot of things you're asking me to buy or sell in this question. His the all-star spot, personal numbers, wins, Playoff success. There's a lot going on there. 
The issue I have specifically is starting the All-Star game. That's a tough ask. Not because of who he is, and he can play. There's no two ways about it. And apparently, he can act a little bit, too. He was pretty good being a jerk and hustle. Now, Diesel, that's a movie. It's on Netflix. I've heard a lot of people talking yes. about it, and I'm I'm anxiously awaiting Bill to come back because I've started a new show. Oh, have you? It's not a new show. It's new to me. Okay, it's called what? But I think you guys will be proud All of me. On the family, different strokes. Where are we on your <laughs> pop culture? Uh, a little more recent than that. Okay. Peaky Blinders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, now wow. I'm listening. Now, does this mean you finished Friday Night Lights? Oh, no, no. We long gave up on that one. You gave up on Bill Friday Bill is Night very, Lights? very upset with me. I'm glad I didn't hear that in the moment. Now, your wife gave up on this as well? Uh, I think so, unless she's watching it when I'm not around, which is very, very possible. I mean, I have higher expectations for her. I would hope that she's watching it on her own. Not for me, though. I, I, I honestly don't know what to say. I don't know what to say because I don't... You don't have to think it's one of the best shows of all time. I'm having a hard time comprehending how you don't want to watch all the episodes. I, I, I couldn't get into it. One, I found it to be very predictable. And then two, it just wasn't interesting. I got through about six or seven episodes. It wasn't interesting where a teenage high school star quarterback ends up in a wheelchair. Not interested. I mean, you paint that picture, you make me sound like the a home, bad, The homecoming queen has everything in front of her. Now her boyfriend's in a wheelchair, overbearing dad, a lot of pressure to do this and do that. Spoiler alerts here, by the way. You, well, again, it's 2022. Most people have already watched Friday Night Lights, seen the movie as well, maybe read the book and correctly listed the TV show top 20 or five or, you know, of all time. Peaky Blinders, far superior. Far superior. Okay, now, so, okay, superior, okay, far begins a conversation. But, yeah, that that's true. Peaky Blonde is a better TV show than Friday Night Lights on my list as well. But the idea that you couldn't finish Friday Night Lights, how do I triple sell that? Is there a way to do that? There... Sell. Is there something else besides sell to get, get away with, get rid of you with? Uh, we don't have that, but we can think of something. Right. I'm, I'm sorry I disappoint you guys with my TV and movie watching habits. I started a new show recently as well. Now, it's new to me. It's new-ish to TV. Well, it's on Prime. It's in season three right now, or there are three seasons done. The Boys. Have you heard of this show? I haven't even heard of it. I think Bill's mentioned this. Seth Rogen's part of the team creating it. It's about superheroes but about them being jerks and evil and lying to us all, not to give spoilers. So it's like, I'm, I'm assuming Bill's seen it because of the Marvel love from Bill. He watches everything. And I don't know how he finds the I time. I mentioned this the other day to you or maybe not, but like he's one of those people and I've met a few of them in my life where they seem to have more than 24 hours in their day. <laughs> right, right. When he comes back and says, I did these 14 things yesterday. And they're not necessarily like productive things. It's just I did a radio show. I talked to an NBA GM. I wrote a column. I walked to the beach. I saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, what, what's the guy you always sees without a shirt on the beach? The hot actor. 
I can't think of his name because I don't watch any movies. I know. Why can't? It's like right in the top. I, but it's he always runs into I, somebody. I watched this. I heard that. I got drinks. I played tennis. It's like his day is three days long. And it makes me feel bad about my day. No. I did none of those things. Right. But again, it's not like he's... No, I dabbled in some cancer cures or no, I did this. No, but it makes me feel like I'm boring, though. Which maybe well, I yeah, am. But... I mean, you're boring, I'm boring. That is, it is what it is. Bill is, is less boring than us. That's true. Do we have any more buy or sell? I would like to finish with one last one that has absolutely nothing to do with sports. Oh, great. And for the sake of our friendship, Bogus, it's a good thing we've never traveled together. Maybe. But if we had, like, Ian Rappaport and James Palmer of NFL Network... This situation may arise. Ian is a very normal person, but in this instance, I believe he's a sociopath. We're checking into the hotel in Las Vegas, and he says, uh, Sir, where would you like your room to be? Ian says, as close to the elevator as yeah. possible. Yeah. Who says that? You got to... We're going with ease here. I don't, I don't mind some people walking by my door. We're going with ease. I've been strictly a by-the-elevator guy for about a decade, and it's really worked for me. Buy or sell requesting a hotel room as close to the elevator as possible. Who cares what I think about this? Buy or sell to you, Tom D. Celestino. Sell. Oh, okay. All right. I thought this might have been a buy for you. On, on what grounds did you think I would buy this? I don't want to see other people. I don't want more foot traffic by my room. Okay. I want to be in the corner, even if it means I have a lesser room. No, thank you. I was so stunned by this because I actually can't fathom having that preference to even say That's it out loud fair. to another human being because nobody wants to say by the Give me six more steps to get away from the noise of the elevator binging and doors opening and closing, people being loud standing there. Those are the worst hotel rooms. Shame on Ian Rappaport. No, I, on him. I will say Ian Rappaport, much more busy than the two of us. So I'm sure he's in and out of his room constantly. And I would probably guess that he's out of the room early in the day to get wherever he's going on these trips. So it's not like he's being woken up by everyone in the elevator. But throughout the night, those elevators make noises. Whenever he's in there sleeping, it's loud outside his door. It's not worth it being right there. Saving steps is not worth that. We've got a little more time this morning for some final thoughts on the legendary life and career of Vince Scully. We will do that after a CBS Sports Radio update from Erica Herskowitz. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G. E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. That's how Vince Scully finished his 67 years behind the mic for Dodgers baseball. First in Brooklyn, then in Los Angeles. He was there at the end of Jackie Robinson's career, Sandy Koufax, through Kirk Gibson, and all the way through Clayton Kershaw. Vince Scully passed away at 94 yesterday. He had been somewhat out of the public eye after stopping his broadcasting career, heard his voice, read his words from time to time. And I had to know this was on the horizon, obviously, but not what he wanted. I wanted to see when I woke up this morning and looked at my phone for the first time. And even though he was 94 and done working, and it still just doesn't feel right. And thanks again to Alana Rizzo from MLB Network for joining us in hour number one. I said it to her then, and I'll say it again now. It's, you know, selfishly, you never wanted him to leave. You never wanted him to stop working, and you never wanted him to stop being around baseball. As I said more than once this morning, Vince Scully was, is a Fordham alum, played baseball at Fordham, began his broadcasting career at Fordham's WFUV, a place that I worked at and a school I went to as well. Because of that, I've had the chance on one occasion to talk to Vin on the phone. And I don't know how me in my college age was able to actually talk to him. I had one chance to meet Vin Scully. This was my junior year at Fordham. So this was the spring of 2001. And Vin Scully was the commencement speaker. He was getting an honorary degree. He was coming back to campus. And he was going to give the speech during graduation ceremonies. And he was going to come to the radio station because he loved WFUV and loved Fordham. He was going to come to the station in the morning before starting the entire graduation process. But that morning it was pouring in New York. And I can't remember now, I think he was actually traveling to New York And couldn't get into town. But either way, the rain changed his schedule. And he just got to campus on time to speak at graduation. And then was whisked back to wherever to get to re-meet the Dodgers for their game on Sunday. That was my one chance to meet him, to talk to him. Never happens. Unfortunately, I never had a chance to run into him at Shea Stadium or City Field. And that's my fault. But some of my friends that I knew from school, Spiro Didis, who now is on CBS, uh, Ryan Rucco, younger than me, worked at ESPN. Vin could not have been more supportive of them at the high end of the WFUV Fordham spectrum. And then for all the rest of us who are just trying to figure out our way into this business, listening to tapes of Fordham football and Fordham basketball games. I mean, you, you could not have met or talked to Vin Scully and not left feeling better about yourself because that was his that was his goal his mission was to be kind and complimentary and supportive 
and never once did he act like Vin Scully, like literally the best person to do what he does, ever. Imagine that. He's the best ever at his profession. He'd be allowed some hubris. He'd be allowed some aloofness. Not an ounce of it. Not a speck. And as I've said, being a play-by-play broadcaster was my is my first love. And that's why men like Vin have such a deep I have such a deep connection to them. And the fact that he was so important as a Dodger, as we said, pregame ceremonies, events out of the off field. When there were Dodger players there and Vin Scully, oftentimes Vin was the one that got the biggest reception and the most love from Dodger fans. And that connection to me, he was the extreme example of it, but that's what I want for my career. To be the voice of a team, of a city. Some guys want to be on the national stage. They want to be the Super Bowl guy. They want to be the World Series guy. They want to be the Final Four guy. They want to be like Jim Nance. But these are the guys. And Vince Scully did that too. But Vince Scully's the Dodgers. And Vince Scully's Los Angeles. I'm sitting here in New York right now, and Gary Cohen's currently the voice of the Mets. But there was also Bob Murphy. And wherever you're listening right now, whatever age you are, If you love baseball and you love broadcasting, radio, TV, whatever, you've got that person. And that, to me, is the ultimate. To have your voice be synonymous with a team's success. And Vince Scully did that to the extreme with the Dodgers. He will be missed. He will never be replaced or duplicated. He was one of a kind. He was a legend. And thanks again to Alana Rizzo, MLB Network, for joining us to talk about Vin. As always, thanks to you for listening. My thanks to D-Cell. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow right back here, Redder Than You, on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.